what a twist. How magical that our path should cross. You know, there are three things that help a man stay sexy. One of them is Javan Musk. Too well. I wouldn't say on television. <laughs> Joe Von Musk, we help American men stay sexy. Ask me if I give a shit. All right, everybody, welcome. It's uh, another episode of the Silver Emulsion Podcast. My name is Will. I'm exhausted. I'm Steven. You're Steven. Are Figured you exhausted? I jump in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say exhausted, maybe a little sleepy. It is, it is hot and lethargic out here. Yeah, well, we're here uh, to watch. We watched a movie. We, we did. Uh, hopefully we watched the same thing. That would be a good thing to find <laughs> out. <laughs> we watched this movie. It's an anime movie from 1984. It's called Locke, the Superman, directed by Hiroshi Fukutomi. Don't ask me anything about him because I don't know anything yeah, about him. Yeah, I don't him. Uh, recognize the name specifically. So I looked up what he did, and it was just kind of like, oh, okay. <laughs> don't really, you know, I don't. It, it wasn't anything that uh, that I jumped out at you. Yeah, yeah nothing that uh, I was like, oh, he did that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might say that if I, I yeah looked up his. Yeah, you you you're more of the. Uh, yeah, it would probably be something I'd at least recognize the name of or something. Yeah, well, I think it was like, uh, like you know that game Final Fight SNK game. Right. I think he did an anime of that. Huh. Um, something like that. I think that was one of the things I looked up or that I saw that he did. Hmm. Anyway, who knows if those are any good? I remember the uh, Street Fighter anime being a big, like, oh shit, they made a Street Fighter <laughs> anime. It's so cool. <laughs> Yeah, they've made a few of those now. Oh, okay. And there was a big movie of it that I kind of remember from the 90s. Yeah, that must be what I'm thinking and of. And then there was, like, later ones. They've done, like, TV series and oh, stuff. Oh, wow. So, series. I don't know. There's, there's a bunch of it that I haven't really paid attention to just out of the general assumption that making a series out of Street Fighter is not video games would just not work yeah. really well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know what you would do with it story-wise. It just... They're fighting. It's, yeah, it's. <laughs> I, I don't really see that being a, a great epic adventure right. or a narrative story. It's. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea. <laughs> I guess anything to cash in on a yeah. very well loved name of Street Fighter. Yeah, I I don't think of Capcom as particularly great storytellers. <laughs> <laughs> no. They uh yeah I don't know. I mean. The uh, first Resident Evil is a good, good, good game. I don't know about a good story, but it's uh, yeah. it's well told. Yeah. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, I remember that Street Fighter movie being like it was just like we gotta have all of the characters in there doing their special moves, so there'd just oh, be like yeah. these constant little like random <laughs> side just fights. I think there was some point where whoever the heck was the focus of the plot at the time was just walking by some like fight between 
I don't know. I think it was like Zongief and Blanca. Like the, yeah, it was just like, well, they're in the game, so they need to be here having a fight. So they just like <laughs> threw them in the. So it's just like the characters that it's actually telling the story of just walk by, wow. and then for five minutes it just suddenly zooms in on the background where like <laughs> Zongief's just having a fight with. Oh Blanca. wow! Just like there you go. There's Zongief and Blanca. Just so the fans don't get bitchy that we didn't put their favorite character in the game. Jesus. <laughs> and then. And then it just like moves on, and they're never there. Like just, <laughs> it was like there. You you saw them. They did right. their special. You saw Zongief do the pile driver and Blanca yeah. electrocute him. And, and now we're moving on. You saw that they are here. We did not forget them. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the whole movie. Was just constantly just wow. weird little things like that. Checking all the boxes. The anime. Right. <laughs> Jesus. And so I guess if you've ever like just you just want to see really well animated Street Fighter two yeah. uh, moves going on, then it does what you want. But that seems like there's probably a market for that. I mean, there probably was a market. I don't know that it, there is now. But yeah, you said they're still making stuff. So who knows? Yeah, I mean they've. I don't know if they're still doing it. When it was done, I've, I just know I've seen various hmm. different Street Fighter anime at times. Crazy. Just lying around on store shelves and internet listings. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, it exists. It's All a right. thing. <laughs> Weird. Did you ever see the, the 90s uh, Van Damme Street Fighter? No, no, I didn't. I've seen. Uh, I mean, that's a fucking movie. I, I think <laughs> I, I've had most of the good moments spoiled by the uh, internet. Yeah. But well. It, I probably should see it at some point. Just to yeah, it's it's uh, it's an experience. <laughs> <laughs> I I haven't seen it since it was a new movie. Oh wow! Um, it was that good, huh? Yeah, I mean, I obviously I'm a big Van Damme fan, so I saw it, and I uh, not in the theater or anything, but right. But uh, I didn't even like it then. I might like it now, though. I don't know. Yeah, it, it might have Get that some, B uh, movie charm. Yeah get some special action going on yeah I mean, it's mainstream though it's like it's a studio movie so i don't know how crazy it gets i don't, I don't know anyway i mean i have it i, I bought some van damme multi-pack yeah it was blu-ray that was super snuck cheap in there like there's no like, other way we're gonna sell this movie sneak it right in this pack. right and so I, yeah and like i bought it because <clears throat> it was like the price of one movie and it had hard target and Fuck, I don't remember what else is on there, but Street Fighter. And it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I like Van Damme. <laughs> so, yeah, one of these days I'll have to watch it. But uh, anyway, we're talking about this movie, Lock the Superman. Yeah. Somehow we sidetracked greatly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but... <laughs> We'll get back to the point. Yeah, don't ask me to fashion. remember how we got to Street Fighter Van Damme style because <laughs> my short-term memory is shot right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, which doesn't bode well for the podcast when I have to talk about this movie that I watched yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, this movie, what is Lock the Superman? It begins... As you would never guess, on a sheep farm. <laughs> what the fuck? That really threw me for a loop. Did not expect that. Did not see that coming. Here we are, herding sheep. Yeah, no, I mean, just totally. Because when you have me. crazy superpowers that can do awesome things, you you immediately think, to, I need to go raise some sheep. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he was trying to get out of the life. But yeah, it kinda... at the beginning, I mean, this is the beginning of the movie. We don't even know anything about him. And okay, he's already like trying to give it up. <laughs> he's right. raising sheep. I mean, the opening, I, I mean, it starts with the, the colonel from yeah the whatever federation yeah whatever what a, yeah big good guy space organization whatever the hell that is <laughs> yeah that's that's the title wasn't it big good guy space organization <laughs> so we got to name my uh, country someday <laughs> it will never leave the planet and just <laughs> so he's he's looking up the records of Locke. that's was, right yeah, and that's he's right. like so he's got like all the there's little scenes of Locke in war just yeah he's gun, watching the tapes and stuff seeing him blow stuff up and it's this really weirdly intense scene where it just like zooms in on his eyes a lot and yeah and there's no sound other than like the the, the booping the, of the computer every yeah once in a the while. computer beeps a little bit and maybe some vcr <laughs> rewinding sound or something but it's real silent and at first i was just like all right, did I pick the wrong thing? I got the wrong sound up. I got my speakers on. I'm like, all right, check. And then I'd hear a beep. I'm like, okay, was that? I guess that was the computer. Was it my computer though? I don't know. <laughs> so. Yeah, I was. I was fortunate enough that the DVD menu, the maiden menu, actually had some music. So oh, I, yeah, I, that's true. So when I hit play, it's like I knew the sound was hooked up correctly. Well, you've seen yeah. it before too, though, right? Yeah. You not were, that I remember that specifically. Right, right. But that's true. Yeah, you're not going to remember everything. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, <laughs> this guy was was uh, he, he was, was locked in. Yeah, <laughs> to watch and lock. So then he hunts him down. Yeah, finds him on a sheep farm. Cause hunts him down on a sheep farm and uh, helps his sheep give birth. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of got the feeling that Locke had like just started this and didn't really know oh, what yeah. he was doing because he was like, "Oh, I got to find this other guy to help me." Oh, that's true. Yeah, like I just I saw that as just like uh, like it's a two person job, not necessarily yeah, that he needed maybe and maybe information, that's... but uh, but yeah, I mean you could read it that way if you wanted to. Yeah, I just don't know enough about uh, sheep, so. No. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They, they, uh, they're, they're. It's big business. The sheep. <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy um, from New Zealand that emailed me that was reading my Sean Brothers reviews, that was a sheep farmer, and he, in his off time, he he loved Sean Brothers and he watched all these Sean Brothers movies. Hey. <laughs> so uh, I don't know that he's listening to the podcast, but. Uh, hello if you are yeah it was cool like i remember there was a, a thing i had a question about why they cut off tails of sheep like because when the when the sheep are born they like hmm. cut the tails off and i was just like what the fuck like why do they have to do that leave you know sheep has a tail it'll have a tail but he was saying that it was something about uh cleanliness for hmm. for flies and so when they shit it like the Oh, with the tail, it's more like just, shit collecting. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And then the flies come, and then the flies like eat the fucking lamb, oh, like Jesus. from the from the you know the skin, and they just like burrow in and fucking eat it, and it dies and gets sick and stuff. So they cut the the tail to uh, hmm. help prevent that. I thought wow. it was really cool. Yeah, 
So I, I bet he, he didn't expect to <laughs> tell me that story when he <laughs> emailed me about uh, liking the Shaw Brothers reviews. But uh, that's what we started talking about. Hey. Anyway, I think about him because he was always telling me about the Choryun movies, and I, I have now reached the Choryun movies. I was still a few years away from those uh-huh. when he was emailing me. <clears throat> but I have now reached them, and I think, like, oh, here I am. Like, they're great. <laughs> <laughs> I should email him again. Yeah, see if he's still checking it's, out. Yeah, the it's been reviews. a while. It's yeah. been a while. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So he has uh, Locke and the Locke and the Colonel. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh, this is that weird era of sci-fi where they've got capes and capes. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I guess that's a. Is that a? I don't know. I mean, thing? there's a lot of. And this would have been around Star Wars, where you got Vader and Lando. Vader's and got a cape. Yeah, I mean, this is a... F- I, well, I guess, yeah, this is right around the time of... Uh, would have been a little after Empire, I think, right? Maybe yeah, 84, Jedi. 83 was uh, Return of the Jedi. Okay, so, yeah, so it would have been right after that, then. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, Lando's got a cape. Vader's got a cape. I feel like um, I've seen Harlock with a cape. Yeah, Harlock's got a cape. And that's probably right in that... Late yeah, 70s, that would be you know? yeah, late seventies, early eighties when those were coming out, and at least in earnest. Yeah, I feel like somebody in Message from Space had capes. Yeah, Message from Space was a very, it was very much a part of that yeah. similar aesthetic of yeah. It just and it might maybe it's more of a Japanese thing or something because this this feels like a retro anime like a. There, I've seen other things that have this in anime and uh-huh. stuff that have a kind of a like towards Terra or towards the Terra, whatever. It's yeah, been, that that series is or manga, movie, whatever. It's been translated of yeah. several different ways, but towards the Terra, which sounds a little weird, but that's how I remember. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't sound <laughs> it doesn't uh, roll off the tongue quite right. It doesn't roll off the tongue, and it doesn't sound like something that you're gonna be excited about watching at least for me yeah but that one is actually a very similar in tone and oh really wow. and visual style like the main character yeah. has a very visual a lot of visual similarities to Locke. Huh. the same hairstyle and yeah same like same hairstyle He's oh got weird these capes they they're like they're psychics and they teleport around and stuff oh wow movie too. so it's very similar is that the movie you told me about a movie where in the middle they have a food fight no, no, that's a different one. Oh, it's a different one. Okay. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Locke is this weird kind of thing. It's uh it's got espers. Yeah. Which was a thing for a while. I don't know, maybe a more Japanese thing. Yeah, I I I have no idea. I don't know. I I've I mean there's a lot of things with that I've played games and anime and games stuff. and anime okay in them that's a that was a thing in okay. anime and video this games era or just kind of like i think just 80s in general into the 80s 90s. sci-fi okay. it kind of it kind of faded out in the 90s they stopped using them i haven't seen them in a while but yeah i i didn't do you know what what it's what what is esper <laughs> like what um, are they it is i it might just be a japanese construction okay. of english quasi grammar and syntax because the subtitles was like esp capital er right and so it made me think of whatever esp stands for i can't think of right now sensory perception there you go but that's what they it's based off of and then er is just the english 
suffix that means someone who does this thing. Yeah, yeah. A runner is sense. the guy who runs. An right. esper is the guy who has ESP. Okay, and yeah. So it's just this construction yeah. off of a <laughs> of an acronym. That's yeah. That's <laughs> so it's it's this really weird construction that I can't imagine an actual English speaker making, but I, I can yeah I don't totally imagine a Japanese person who knows enough about English yeah. doing it. And, and well, it's kind of cool. It has a cool sound yeah, to it's, it. Yeah, it sounds awesome and weird, and so it's become, it just became just this word that would show yeah. up a lot in, like, fantasy star games have them. Okay, um, I don't remember any of that, but... Yeah, so it's a bunch of other hmm. video games and anime. Like, if you just... Basically, psychic powers. Yeah, and anybody with psychic powers. It was, I guess, kind of a way to have magic without being magic. It's it's sci-fi. Yeah, it's it, like it, science It puts magic. it under the sci-fi realm, but it's basically just magic, sort of like a... Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there were... Mass Effect and the biotics or whatever is basically... Yeah, yeah. They basically have the force, but it's... <laughs> yeah, It's sci-fi, not magic. Right, so. right. Yeah, that was kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so to be honest, what I it, I did, I kind of disregarded the Esper thing. <laughs> I just immediately, like my first instance, I don't remember what order things happened, uh, but uh, something happened where they were like, yeah, there's this guy and he's got a school and he's training them. Or maybe it was the girl. No, they, didn't they have the professor guy? Yeah, at, there was at, this old man. School. And so I was like, okay, so, robe. so it's he basically was... Professor X and the X-Men. All right, I got it. <laughs> and then I didn't really think about it. So then yeah. every time they would come up, I was like, all right, here's this mutant guy. And <laughs> right. I just thought of him as X-Men. Yeah, that's probably a, a decent uh, <laughs> use of it there. Well, especially because like, like they, they had a team at that one point where, right. where there was that team of uh, X-Men going around and they did that raid on the place and the one guy was like using his eyes and the other, the, everybody had like a specialty. It right. was like, all right, this is basically X-Men. All right, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> X-Men, if it was a cult. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They're, yeah they're, the, the Professor X guy was in like this cult robe. Looking right. Like he was clearly like the, the leader of it. <laughs> Yeah, no, they were they were on the they were not on the good guy space right. organization or <laughs> they were on bad guy space organization. Yeah, the, <laughs> the crazy lady. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a weird one where they're just flying around and teleporting and yeah, throwing shit at each other. Lots of yeah, I mean. <laughs> They may have based it in ESP and stuff, but they went all out with <laughs> the kinds of shit that they could do. I mean, they, right. <laughs> they were not held back by a science. <laughs> no, they, they gave no shits about physics. No, they just, yeah. People were fucking disappearing into little <laughs> wisps of colored smoke and <laughs> right. reappearing other places. And, and I gotta say the effects on it were pretty awesome looking. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And it's... It's such a weird movie visually because it doesn't seem like it's fancy or yeah, but then it is at the same time. It's really kind of hard to describe. Yeah, no. Whenever they would do cool magic stuff, it was pretty cool because they would always, not always, but they would oftentimes go abstract with it. Where yeah, like uh, I don't remember what was happening, but there was one where 
it went from from like regular anime drawing into like almost like a pencil drawing where it was like more lines and shit for just a couple of seconds yeah like the like the guy got blasted and he was like blasted into another art style (laughs) god damn (laughs) that dude got fucked up (laughs) uh I, i love the one where uh the main girl jessica like goes crazy and like they're in this hallway yeah and then suddenly, like, it turns into space, and they're just yeah, starting, yeah. but they're still in the hallway. Like, they've still got the lines for, like, the hall and the walls right. and the doors and windows, and, but it's just, like, all of the color was filled with starscape, and it was just yeah. like, what the fuck? I like all that stuff. Yeah, it, it would just go out there with these weird images of stuff. Yeah, and, like, their heads would be superimposed, like, without... They weren't like filled in with colors and stuff. Right. And they'd be out in the fucking cosmos, like staring at each other, <laughs> go going negative and all kinds of like stuff. And yeah, it was do- it was doing a lot of weird stuff like yeah. that. And I liked all that stuff. That was all really awesome, and it just seemed so like unexpected. Yeah, because like you were saying with the guy getting blasted into another art style, it's like the normal art style of the movie is very basic and yeah. typical, and it. it it looks like the most mundane it re- average yeah, anime yeah. ever. And then it just suddenly out of left field pulls this really weird shit. And it just, it seems so weird. Cause it doesn't seem, yeah. it doesn't seem out of place. No, it works. It's like, it's uh yeah, it's, it's, and so it's artist artistically done. Yeah, and it's, it's done it's, well. And so it's really hard for me to put a finger on like how to describe it visually. Cause it, on the one hand seems really generic looking and on yeah. the other hand not at all like doing its own weird stuff yeah it's hard because like when it was generic looking i was kind of bored it's <laughs> just like uh when could we get some more uh cool artistic <laughs> stuff ah here we go yeah okay now it's uh all right wait for the next one because <laughs> uh i don't know like i had a hard time following the the story when it wasn't going like crazy magic (laughs) like i get the gist of it but i don't know when they're just talking in the hallway it was like come on you gotta (laughs) make it interesting do something (laughs) and and then you get this dude levitating rocks and hurling them around and all that was cool and they making up uh all these cool force fields and weird crazy shit yeah and I still think one of my favorite scenes is when um, I think it was when they're raiding that base. Yeah. And they're like shooting those this. It was like this point of view shot from this psychic bullet that was yeah, navigating yeah, the yeah. hallways and just punching through people. <laughs> yeah. It was going <laughs> blasting through those guys. And they're all getting ripped apart. And <laughs> like big fucking crazy blood. And some of the blood was red and others were like, like yellow and green. Yeah, and it was shit. like this bright ass neon <laughs> display of people dying. Yeah. That yeah. was cool. That was just such a fun scene. And just like that perspective shot of yeah, spinning yeah. around and turning corners and zooming down hallways. Just it it's really well animated it is it never feels like it doesn't have a hiccup in it anywhere like it always feels really smooth not like ghibli smooth or akira no smooth smooth enough but but it's 
<clears throat> you never notice it as animation. Yeah. It never hits a point where you can go, oh, they could have used a few more frames there or something. It no, just... it looks good. In the normal stuff, you can notice, like, oh, this could be a little better animated. You know, there's parts right. where it's just like, okay, here we're panning over this still image, except for this one guy's lips in the background talking. <laughs> like, okay, you know, maybe right. do a little more dynamic stuff there, but... They put all their money into the crazy shit. So. Which is where you want it to go, I guess. Right, which I is mean. cool. I just, I think I would prefer them to, uh, I mean, at two hour, two full hours, I think. Yeah, they it's, a, it's a good-sized movie. They could have cranked it down a little bit, but. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because it's rather slow when it's yeah. not going. But at the same time, like, I think at some point... I paused it to throw the laundry in the dryer or some shit. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, like, got to be good way into this movie. Like, I, I'm, like, how much is left? I mean, it's been, a, been here a while. Like, oh, I'm only halfway through. Fuck. Like, there's already been so much shit has happened. Yeah. And so it kind of, like, it's weird because it feels very slow at times. And yet, or I'm, like, an hour in, and I feel like it's been more than that. And right. Like, so much stuff has just happened. There is a lot that that goes on. In that first hour, I was disappointed in that it's called Lock the Superman. And, like, he's they, he does the sheep thing, and then he does a couple things. But then, for the most part, he's, like, gone for a, a good portion of time. Yeah, it's actually, it kind of goes away from him to yeah. set, up, set up all of these other people. Right. And it's and, fine. You know, it all comes back around, but... In that moment, I was just like, I don't, "What the fuck? You know? <laughs> Where's Locke? What's he doing? Let's see some Superman stuff. Come on!" <laughs> and he does do some Superman stuff. Yeah, I mean, not not uh, not so much regular Superman, but uh, yeah, he's... Esper Superman. Yeah, but he does have some uh, curious similarities to Superman. Yeah, like being a farmer. Yeah, that was one of the things I did think like. <laughs> Is this supposed to be like a Clark Kent thing, the <laughs> sheep farm? I don't know. Yeah. I didn't get the sense that it was specifically trying to no, do anything like that. No, I don't think like it that, was trying to but be, but... It's there if you yeah. want to look for it. He doesn't like to kill. That's kind of a Superman thing of... Yeah. Rescuing people, but not really wanting to... That's... Right, you're trying to minimize damage. Yeah, because like at the end, he's like, "No, I didn't kill those people. I just knocked them unconscious." And yeah, that just seems like I know it just seems like a way for comics to kind of get out of shit. (laughs) And uh, maybe it's not the same here, but like they do that in a lot of comics. Yeah, yeah. This guy, you know. He's going to do some, you know, he's going to get these bad guys, but he's not going to kill them. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know at least for Batman and Superman, that was a big thing back in the censorship days. Yeah. Because they started out a lot less like but, that. And then it but was, were there... Then there was like parents like, you're teaching our kids to be mean and kill people. and So, so there so. was there was times when Batman was just straight up murdering people? Yeah, yeah, in the first few issues or so, and I, I like went back and read just to, just out of curiosity because uh-huh. they've reprinted them, and yeah, yeah, you know, I was like, oh, let's go. I'll check out the first year of Batman. What what was he doing then? And like, he fucking just straight up killed some people. Oh wow! <laughs> like, 
Like, there was some dude, like, some thug, like, leaning out the window of an apartment. Like, I don't forget whether he had a gun or yeah. was trying to. And Batman just swings by on the little grappling hook and just kicks him. And it's, and the narration just, like, says he broke his neck or something. Oh, I was like, damn. <laughs> Holy shit. Man, they talk about uh, Frank Miller bringing out the dark night. Yeah. No, <laughs> the, the gritty dark night. It was... <laughs> It was kind of like those first. Been there since the beginning. I think once Robin showed up, it, it which he does in the first year, but yeah. after that it starts getting sillier. But like the first okay. few issues or so, he was just like, <laughs> like there's one where like he had the plane right away. I was kind of surprised. Oh wow! I'm like okay. oh, wow, there's a bat plane right there. And they didn't call it that, but it's like he's got this like World War One biplane kind uh-huh. of propeller thing. Wow. Anyway, he was kind of flying around. Maybe it wasn't a biplane, propeller plane, whatever. Whatever they had in the 30s. Yeah. And so he just flies by and he like fucking lassos a dude by the neck and just flies off with it. He just gets, just hangs the dude oh, from Jesus. flying around. It's like, God damn. Man, Batman's rough. Yeah, he he did not fuck around in those, I guess not. those first uh, few moments of his career. Like, Batman, we got to tone this shit down. <laughs> So there was actually, I guess, some kind of outcry of parents being like, yeah. oh, you can't have her, as they always are. But right. keep getting that over and over. So they started doing that of Batman and Superman, as specifically, I know, were just yeah. deliberately, okay, we, we can't have these guys kill. We, we got right. to keep everything clean for the kiddies. And eventually they incorporated it into the characters in a way to like make it a part of the character yeah like i know some 80s superman thing where i think they were rebooting it and they were kind of trying to fit it into the character right yeah like his as a part of like his origin as superman he got like i think it was apocalypse or whatever yeah i was like that's the place i think Uh, whatever the heck that huge don't ask weird, me. weird alternate dimension guy that okay. is from like DC version of hell kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, he apparently like kidnapped Superman somehow because he's like this alternate dimension powerful ass thing. Okay. It's got a whole kingdom of hell to <laughs> that could actually do it. And so he's got Superman and he turns Superman into his executioner. And so Superman spent, like, years just beheading people for this guy. (laughs) It was like, and when he finally escapes and gets back to Earth, he's like, never again. I cannot kill. Like, it's just, he was just so disgusted by what he'd been forced to do that he just was like, I'm never going to do that again. I'm just just never. I'm done with that. Fuck that. I'm done. Wow. So it's like, wow, that works as a character yeah, yeah. Development kind of a thing of why somebody hmm. like I, it's a believable motive to justify what they wound up building up for the comics over the decades and yeah, okay. So I had no I idea. Know, yeah, and that was just some random thing. I'd it was just some collection of old Superman things. I was like, I'll check that out. I'm like, holy crap, Superman! What the fuck? <laughs> Beheading people. <laughs> so I have no idea if that's still canon. Probably not. They change what's uh official every decade or so it seems but yeah i don't know they got to keep it rolling yeah i'm sure they've rebooted it a few times as yeah. the comics do so i have no idea what's current in comics but yeah. at some point in the 80s that was the uh reasoning behind superman not killing anybody huh. 
Well, maybe he's back to beheading now. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe, maybe modern <laughs> Superman just got an axe flying around. And, but, but yeah, I do remember, I think it was, it was either Batman Year One or Dark Knight Returns or something yeah. where it was something of Frank Miller like kind of talking about why he did that the way he did. Uh-huh. And, and he was mentioning it as remembering these old Batman comics he'd read as a kid and like pay a nickel for them or something. Yeah. And they were like oh, okay. freaking cheap back then. And yeah, yeah. And he'd, and it was just that he just had this one issue. He really remembered where it was just this like dark alley and fog and like huh. something you just like see these sound effects of somebody clearly dying and screaming. And then there's <laughs> laughter and it's like this super fucking creepy and dark. And he's like, that's Batman. That's what I remember from Batman. It's like, and then there's oh, this wow. freaking like Adam West shit was going yeah, on yeah. at the time, and he was like, "Fuck that! I want this Batman from when I was a kid. I want yeah. this <laughs> this really cool, dark, weird thing that he'd had this yeah, experience." Okay. So he was trying to huh. bring it back to what he remembered as a kid. Well, there you go. So he resurrected it, and yeah. now that's now that's that's what, the Batman yeah, that exists. What, <laughs> that's what everybody thinks In of as popular, Batman. Yeah popular consciousness is that's batman yeah they tried to well i guess the uh batman and robin that movie and the uh yeah batman forever those are pretty adam west inspired so yeah i think at that point they were kind of like in this weird state of what the fuck do we do with batman we have adam west was like the big thing and then Tim Burton comes along and it's through and then they're like, well, how do we do what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I see yeah. that first t- Tim Burton movie as like a, a mix of, cause dark Knight returns, I think was, had just come out around that time. Yeah. And so it was like a mix of that with Adam West. There's a lot right. of weird comedic shit in that movie. And, uh, and then as it goes on, like they get more and more. <laughs> like it's yeah. I mean, to. Batman Returns is not, but that's that's its own beast. <laughs> <laughs> Although I I definitely recall that one being kind of silly and there, weird. There is like a lot of dumb dark humor way, and but. weird shit to that one. Yeah. Uh, I I remember the just building exploding or something and Catwoman doing weird cartwheels in front of it and just stopping in front of Batman and going meow <laughs> just like the freaking hell like what the hell weird? like that that strikes me as very maybe yeah. not Adam West but in, in that same vein of just weird silliness yeah um, yeah <laughs> man we are uh Taking it to <laughs> going off the rails. <laughs> we have no know. rails on this episode. Well, they they fucking did it. They called him Lock the Superman. Yeah, it's kind of hard their to, fault. <laughs> hard to not compare him to Superman at that point. But. Yeah, but uh, so I don't. I mean, what what do you want to say about the Lock the Superman the yeah, movie? It's, uh, very odd but yeah and it's kind of so you've got you've got your x-men organization yeah evil x-men organization that's yeah i didn't like what were they trying to do i guess i lost the the plot on that one because this is where like the x-men comparison like 
really does actually kind of ring true is that they were like, oh, we're being persecuted by all yeah. the normal humans who hate us because we've got these powers and so they don't trust us and they're afraid of us. Right, there was a lot of that going on. And so the whole idea was they were going to make this utopia where they could live in peace and so they were going to kick the shit out of the normal humans and get rid of them and make this empire of okay. espers who could be themselves and not okay not have humans yeah. hating on them there's x-men stories where somebody like magneto or yeah somebody is trying to wipe out humans <laughs> i don't know i mean i don't read it enough to right know what's going on i think on, magneto's but. the usual culprit on that yeah but i know there's like apocalypse the uh the the, the villain right who probably wanted to bring about some apocalypse <laughs> so <laughs> perhaps it was him i don't know yeah. i've never read I know those. magneto does it specifically for the sake of making mutant he, kind, yes uh, yes safer or because i guess that's his backstory is he was a jew in nazi germany and yeah he, he grew up in the concentration camps and so he has this view of mutants as as like the jews in right. world war ii and so he's always super protective of that and villainizes the rest of the world as yeah destroying his people yeah and so that's kind of how they are in this movie right so it's uh very much so this this winds up constantly transitioning us into comic books so. right well <laughs> i mean maybe that guy was super in the, the maybe the, the, the manga mean, guy because it's a manga uh, yeah it's a comic beforehand and then Maybe, I mean, that wouldn't maybe surprise that me. dude was like super into regular comics or not regular but American, American comics yeah. and then uh, a lot of ideas yeah, filtered and just through. kind of like put it through or maybe a lot of this stuff but was ripped time, off from Locke the Super <laughs> I'm pretty sure the comic book stuff is uh, yeah no probably older. not I'm sure Magneto was around in the 60s or 70s. Magneto is in issue one of X-Men. I know that because I had a reprint of that. But uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know how, how, like... How much it went. I don't know when they filtered in the the, the Jewish backstory and all that. But I don't... I I feel like that was added later. But I'm not entirely sure. I have no idea. Yeah. But... uh, Yeah, it's... uh, But at the same same time, there's a lot of anime that kind of go this route yeah and there's there's a lot of anime that i think of as having like an x-men kind of vibe with that same idea well it makes sense i mean anytime anybody's different immediately some people want to exclude them and you know so it makes sense to have like a a thing where like okay now these people have powers and now they're gonna like try to take power right like i know um go to uh go nagai his, yeah the devil lady series is yeah. like that as well where it's these group of people with superpowers devil are, people yeah yeah <laughs> or at least some of them are devil people some yeah to other things like cats or sharks or whatever the fuck cats <laughs> or sharks see i was not expecting that i mean you got devil people and then i i don't know what i thought but I thought something along the, the hell line, <laughs> and then you said cats, and I was like, cats? What? <laughs> and then sharks? Like, is it walking sharks? <laughs> is it shark? Is it a man with a shark head? Um, is there was it some... just swimming sharks? I and think they it have, was, there like... was one character who 
It was a woman who turned into some shark monster. A or woman something. who turned into a shark monster. It, it was. I think it was like one episode was kind of focused on that. Wow. It, it's been a while since I've seen. It. I need to see that one again. Should probably hmm. show you that one someday. But yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I'm a little <laughs> a little nervous on that I'm one. Nervous with the uh, violence, Jack. But yeah, yeah. I mean, but uh, I don't know. You said you see, you've seen this that one. I mean, Devil Lady is, I will say, one of the more extreme anime okay. I've seen in some ways. Yeah. Definitely not violence, Jack. Okay. It has its weird moments of bizarreness, but it, it never quite descends to the okay. violence, Jack, level of well, just good. masochistic violence. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not masochistic, sadistic. Yeah, no, sadistic. Well, I mean, there's probably some masochists and, and violence jack yeah, world was, as there well. Was probably some of that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, masochistic for watching violence jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, anyway, on to better Fucking violence jack. Yeah. Better anime here. <laughs> yeah. So, so <coughs> lock the Superman. Do you think it's a good movie? I think it's a good movie. You think it's I a enjoy good movie? it? kind of like is up and down in some ways but i think when it's doing things good yeah it's pretty awesome yeah i think yeah the whenever it's doing some weird magic shit or science shit <laughs> <laughs> whatever the telekinesis and when all that's all that stuff is cool and especially when it goes uh like abstract and and yeah neato with the visuals that right. stuff's fun and I say I loved uh, the the main villain. Yeah. When when they have the showdown with her and there's that crazy weird robot, not wheelchair or whatever it was, <laughs> with the freaking spikes coming off. Yeah, of it. yeah. <laughs> like, whatever the hell that was. Right. That was pretty crazy and awesome. Yeah, there there is there's yeah there's a lot of stuff in there. <laughs> Just. Like I said, it just, it just steamrolls through a lot of stuff. Yeah. I feel like I would have to see it again to really get a grasp on it. Not that I necessarily want to watch it again, but I just, uh, like, I didn't pick up on a lot of the story. Like, I, as you say it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I kind of remember that, but <laughs> I don't know. The yeah, intricacies, like, I guess the, uh, the Colonel guy... They're just trying to stop these people. Yeah, I guess he's just part of the Federation or whatever. Word. I think they might even call it the Federation. I don't even know. Yeah. But whatever. He's a part of the... The good guy space yeah. operation or And whatever. he's like, oh, God, we got this rebellion <laughs> on our... Like, there's this, so this chick it. who's collecting espers, and she's building up an army of espers to kick our ass. I got to find an esper to fight right. them. And so he's... I guess finds Locke in these old files of holy shit. This guy's like hundreds of years old. He's yeah. blowing shit up with his mind. Like we <laughs> need this guy on our team, and so he hunts right. him down. And Locke joins up for. I honestly don't know why. That that's something it never really goes too much into is his motivations and it doesn't he, he says like he doesn't want to join up at the beginning and then he i forget why he, he decides yeah he probably just eh, fuck it i'm sick of these sheep <laughs> <laughs> I, the moment in the movie where he he chooses to is kind of weird where it's like yeah. 
the colonels run off on some i don't know it might have been an emergency or something like he gets called oh you need to do this from base yeah. or whatever and he like leaves his jacket and locks looks at the jacket and he's like oh fuck it i guess i'll go again gotta give him back his jacket <laughs> like, oh okay yeah, i do remember that and i'm like that can't be your motive for joining the army it's like oh, i gotta give this guy back his jacket i mean <laughs> yeah that is some <laughs> Yeah, that is strange. And they, they don't really talk about it. I mean, once he gives him the jacket, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, he just kind of sticks around and he's like, like yeah, yeah, I'm here already. I'll, I'll help you out. <laughs> what a weird guy. Have you have you read any of the, the comics or anything? No, this is the only thing I've seen of okay. it. So it's pretty sparse on motive and yeah. subtle with what uh, Locke is actually about, what he wants and what he's trying to do. Yeah. I looked it up. In terms of like, because uh, I didn't know if this was a compilation movie from a series, like you have mentioned before, right? And uh, so I'm I wanted to figure sure it out. Sure, it's not a compilation. No, there's the, there's the no animation series. is just too good for it to have been spliced okay. from a TV series. Even though it's weird because it looks like a TV series. Yeah. And. Yeah, it doesn't. I don't know that it looks movie quality. At and, least not one hundred percent all the right, way through. And then it just it. And that's what I mean by it being so weird. And that it's so well animated, and yeah. yet looks like it's not. It's right. It's, it's such both. a weird. Yeah, it's weird. Weird to get a grasp on it. And it's um. But anyway, I I looked it up, and it's uh. It's its own thing. It's a movie that they made, and then they made some uh, OVAs. Mm. Later on, in the like eighties and early 90s and i think there's one from the 2000s but uh but before that it was just all comics and there were multiple runs of the comic Mm. um and so the one that this story comes from is was published roughly a few years before they made the movie so that makes sense so they you know they said hey this just came out let's make this a movie and then two years later here it comes or so roughly yeah, and that makes sense to do what was more topical and so kind of explains why he's kind of already getting out of it. Right. Like, oh, fuck this shit. Right, so, like, I don't know if it's, um, like, a constant linear story through the whole, all the chapters or whatever, right. but uh, at some point, Clearly you know, a- there's probably a, a reason why he's sheep farming. and Right, I get, I get the feeling that he got sick of all the killing and the warfare and so because that's yeah. a pretty common theme yeah for somebody who's just doing a lot of yeah killing or in the, that in the shows movie. up a lot in wuxia movies or right and people trying to get out of the martial world and all that so yeah, yeah it's a kind of a and i i know that's a huge thing with like yakuza movies or mob movies like yeah there's any, always the yeah, guy who just wants yeah. that one last score so he can get, get the fuck his, out and yeah. then just leave the mob or but the, you, you can't know. leave the mob right and, and you know and that so it's kind of like this is one of those stories but yeah but the mob in this case is the good guy space <laughs> yeah. force or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and so I get the feeling that he just wanted to not be killing people and actually yeah. nurture life. Yeah, that's actually a, a kind of a thing that runs through the uh, the Rambo movies, too. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, oh, that's kind of the Rambo thing. Uh, so, yeah, so I think that's like a lot of his... I think at some level he decided that this 
con lady and her army of espers was going to be causing more mayhem and that he yeah. could put a stop to it and that it would wreck his life otherwise so yeah I, yeah i mean it, i don't <laughs> i guess he just stayed around because he he you know he gave the guy his jacket back and he was like well okay i'm already here but and maybe because like, he because when he comes back the guy's trying that there's that assassin guy with like who's dressed up as a priest for some reason oh like, okay yeah got that big cross yeah yeah yeah. metal arm and he's right he's got that weird knife in his hand yeah (laughs) yeah that guy was weird and he i just watched a a hong kong movie where where they had a guy with this weird sort of metal claw arm and he kept like hitting the claw arm and it would spin around (laughs) and and so then like when i watched this i was like here's another guy with that arm and i kept like waiting for him to (laughs) <laughs> like spin the arm around. <laughs> uh, yeah, weird. I don't know. People with the metal arm. But yeah, I think he just saw that and went, "Well, shit, I gotta." Right. Like shit's going down. Damn, he's like this. Well, he's. They say something about him being kind of immortal or something. Yeah, like, like he's. he's they don't know how old he is. Like it, when it. When he's like checking the computer files, it's like listing all the details yeah. of him, like height and whatever, and it's like age is unknown. And he's like, "Oh, like you're probably like a hundred years old or two hundred years old or something." And like he's just not grown up. Right? Yeah, they do say something about it where he's not like a the adults. Yeah, I think there's adults grow to hate war or something. Like yeah, like adults grow up and they love war. Oh, and they love war. That's right. And like, and Locke has not grown up, so he does not love war. Yeah, that seems to be some kind of weird theme that wasn't quite fully explored. No, they don't really go into that beyond that beginning part, and it does. Yeah, and so I, I think that kind of mostly is what's setting up this theme of there's war all around and there's constantly war. And why do we go into, why do we always have right. these wars? And, and so Locke could, is trying to get out of that, and he just keeps getting sucked back in. Right. And, be, yeah, I mean, as you would if you're an immortal badass, much mm-hmm. like Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, but, um, so you could say, you know, he, he's like, well, I like this life with the sheep. I would like to continue this life with the sheep. If uh, the the Millennium Lady keeps uh, gathering espers, she might kill me and, the, and she might kill my sheep. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Might as I well mean, uh, get out there and take care of business. Yeah, and and there's constantly like this uh, appeal to Locke of like we're we're espers like you. You should be on our team. Yeah, and yeah. Stuff. And so I kind of wonder if he just didn't. If maybe that was like the whole thing of like, well, I got to get these espers free from this crazy cult lady. She's clearly evil and manipulating mm. them. Yeah. Like I got to get, I got to set them free from this uh, weird. Right. From their brainwashing. Yeah. So but then. But it never really goes into it. it never. You just kind of have to guess what his motives are on all right. this. Well, and like, if that is the case. What is he freeing them into? Freeing them into a society where they're not liked. Right. <laughs> like, so, yeah, they know the truth. I guess it's better to know the truth than to be brainwashed into thinking that you're 
superior. I mean, I guess they are superior because they're <laughs> they have all these mental powers and stuff. Right. But like, I I get the feeling there's there's a lot of thematic content in here. Yeah. That just never really gets directly addressed. Right. Because there's like this scene where the guys are, are like, I think it was after that big mission where they blew up the base and then yeah. the, the guys are sitting around like oh the, screw those espers they killed like my little brother was there and he's dead right. yeah, yeah. and Locke is like just outside the door listening to them yeah and it's like there's this clear tension going on and right because the one guy is like oh you might want to keep it down because like, we got one on board mm -hmm. and he's like i don't give a shit right <laughs> and Locke's there listening to it and so there, there's this constant tension there yeah of this conflict uh do they ever resolve any of that no i don't think so yeah no. and uh, like a part of me wants to say that's kind of the point yeah because there's the other quasi villain like the the antagonist not the villainous but like yeah. the blonde chick who's got the sword yeah and she's like the leader of the the, the yeah the, the team bad x-men yeah she's like their leader like there's this scene of her like just naked in front of the mirror and then she like opens the closet and there's like this fancy dress and her battle armor and oh, she okay. like reaches for the battle and then she goes oh i wish i could and she's like holding up the dress in front of her looking at it and then the alarm goes off and she drops it and grabs the armor like god damn like <laughs> gotta wear the armor again yeah, today. yeah and like it's this there's clearly this theme of like peace and war going on right. and conflict and, and war is a choice and all that and like it's like clear clearly trying to address that but not very clearly yeah and a part of me wants to say oh there's just something subtle here that i'm missing yeah and a part of me wants to say oh it was just glossed over because they just wanted to get this shit done but yeah that's why i said like if i rewatched it i might i might find some like key component that like unlocks <laughs> unlocks <laughs> lock <laughs> i will always do shitty puns i don't give a fuck <laughs> uh, but um but then at the same time it's just like yeah i don't know if it's done well enough to even have that moment and that's kind of what i felt like while i was watching it was like like yeah it's it just <laughs> and that's where the the strange quality of being like low quality and high quality at the same time right. like leaves me kind of confused on that like does it have something important to, maybe i mean there's all these really cool shots of yeah. weird faces superimposed over to like this yeah. somebody clearly had an artistic vision with this for sure all that stuff is really cool yeah and so i'm i'm thinking like there's got to be something more in here but at the same time it's also kind of very bland and generic looking and right. like where maybe there is maybe it's fumbled yeah. and not done well but yeah maybe it's just uh, a case of uh, a director that's maybe he was new or or just unsure of himself and didn't or he's just not at the level to handle this type of material or something you know who knows right but yeah at the same time i feel like so much of it had so much of an intent Right. And I feel like there's got to be more in there than I'm seeing, and it's just done subtly. Yeah. I would be interested to see what the actual comic... Like, yeah. What yeah. is in the, the comic as opposed to what is in the movie, and, like... Yeah. I don't know I, if there's any say, U.S. version of it, but... 
I I would go to the ending, which is what uh, I usually that to me is always the, that unlocking point of okay is how how does this film end and and yeah it ends with that that antagonist girl like getting tried for like treason because of her whole role and all this and then they like they wipe her mind yeah and send her out into the world as this peace-loving normal woman and you kind of get that scene where Locke passes her by and talks to her and kind of realize, oh, she's yeah, like the the woman that he knew in this conflict is gone and there's no real point to communicating with her at this point. It's not the same person, basically. Right. And so I kind of think like there's there's this moment where they d- they talk about that, where Locke is talking to the colonel. And he's like, well, what's going to happen to her? And he's like, oh, she'll be tr- they'll do this procedure to wipe her mind and. And then she'll just be this normal, peace-loving woman, and then Locke just goes and then lose everything that is important to her in the process. Right, like he's, right. And so there's this very kind of melancholy feel to it. Yeah. And I think, if anything, it's almost about this inevitability of it. Um, I kind of want to like go to the Fallout series and their tagline uh-huh. of war is all or what is it like oh war fuck, never changes or something what, uh, yeah is that, yeah that, that sounds right that sounds right like it's kind of like it kind of feels like it's that like yeah there's this whole th- just conflict and the way all of this goes on is just kind of inevitability that it can't be removed right. like even if you stop a part of it the whole keeps going and right well i mean and and forcing peace on a person is not not a good thing it's like that reminds me a lot of clockwork orange i don't Mm. know if you you've seen that but it's been a long time um no i don't think i've ever seen that oh okay yeah well we should see it (laughs) i kind of know a little bit about it yeah that it was but not a whole lot yeah i've kind of well essentially the main character is an asshole they condition him to not be an asshole and, and he's then, still an asshole, is what I understand of it. Like he, but he he like hates himself for it or something. Weird yeah, like that. basically, kind of like because he 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 becomes conflicted where he can't do things, right. and then it, there's a side effect where he he loves Beethoven, but then one of the things they condition him with has Beethoven over it. So then he begins to like get repulsed by Beethoven, and it's this very deeply like troubling thing to him but he's an asshole so you're kind of like well fuck him <laughs> but anyway it's it's one of the greatest movies because it takes this total asshole that you really should hate and it should not be like this this you know lead character <clears throat> makes you mm-hmm. feel sympathetic for him and then like just takes you on this journey and i don't want to like spoil the ending or yeah. anything but but like it's really it's it's a fucking great movie and it's a similar kind of thing where like should you force like is like everybody should have a choice they should be their own people they shouldn't have their fucking brains wiped and right i mean some people are just gonna be assholes <laughs> <laughs> i mean you have to control that you have to you know go to jail or whatever but should you force your will on other people right it just i feel like if you brainwash war or fighting or whatever out of people i don't think that that actually is changing anything i don't know 
I don't know. I like yeah. the movie. I I am kind of struggling here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of feels because that is definitely like the major themes underlying the movie. Yeah. Is, you know, it starts out with the colonel guy talking about like, why do we keep fighting wars? It must be that we want wars. As a, yeah. And, and then it ends with this brainwashing this woman so that she will not want war. Right, and, right. And Locke just kind of leaves that with like this, like he seems really sad about like just like well this is fucked up but <laughs> right but also like resigned to well he's in this position where like as an immortal and i don't know why he's immortal and the other espers aren't right. but they make they say something about him being immortal maybe he's just so badass that he just has become <laughs> right beyond death but like He's in a position where war theoretically doesn't affect him as an immortal, where like right. these things can happen. His sheep might die, his place might get exploded, but like he's still yeah. gonna be there. So and he's seen all this shit before. Right. I mean, you see in the opening all these like clips this, of him in war, this, so it's yeah, like you know revolving. he's been through some shit. Right. And oh, again, we got to start this. Yeah. Again, so it just feels know? like to him anyway this is just a, oh, this shit again right oh, damn it right and, and so then he reluctantly sort of uh joins up not not necessarily because of any heroic idea of his own or anything right it's like well i gotta return this jacket fuck <laughs> <laughs> like i see where this is going i yeah. gotta do all that. <laughs> did the guy leave his jacket on purpose <laughs> <laughs> i don't know you're you uh I feel I feel yeah. better about this movie. I feel like yeah, there's there's feel definitely like, yeah, something yeah, in there. Yeah, there's definitely stuff going on. How whether it's told effectively or not, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, and and I think I definitely got more of that out of the movie this time than when yeah. I first watched it back then. So <clears throat> I do think there is there is definitely some good stuff in here. Yeah, and not just in the visual coolness, but in yeah, and no. Have some ideas, and yeah, we have we have unlocked some cool ideas of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, plus the uh, the cool visuals, I would say it's worth watching. Yeah. You think it's worth watching? Yeah. I, I enjoy it. But, yeah. yeah, I I, I read that uh, it was released. Originally in America, with uh, a bunch of a bunch of shit cut out, <laughs> all the oh, I, I would all not the, be surprised. The nudity yeah. and the the gore and all of that, right? Uh, the, the the bad bits, whatever. Everything was cut out, and it was about ninety minutes. Mm. And uh, just thinking about like that, on the surface, that sounds like this. It feels like this movie could have been ninety minutes and been fine. But at the same time, you're saying like they cut out the scenes that you would have wanted to leave right, in, and like didn't I cut out the ones you wouldn't have wanted. To right. Leave in. I don't think that that would have been a good ninety minute version. Right. And I don't know that that the movie actually could be ninety minutes and still be what it is. But like, it just feels like it could be shorter. Yeah. Or at least told in a more dynamic way at parts. <laughs> so right, that, right. Like I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a weird one to try and wrap my head around. Yeah, I, I remember writing the review for it and being like, "What the fuck do I like? How do I describe this damn movie? It's yeah. so weird." Yeah, I wonder how much of that is that it was an ongoing series, 
and so maybe like some of this stuff was explained of yeah the backstory I, I, on people and i have a feeling that at least with Locke, there's yeah. a lot of his motivation and stuff would be a lot clearer uh yeah with more knowledge of for sure the the, the manga and stuff i think at least I wouldn't be surprised if most of the other characters were introduced for that story arc in the first place. Yeah, probably. It, make, it seems like it. I thought maybe the uh, the colonel guy might might uh, show up again, but or like in a, an earlier thing. But it doesn't make any sense that he would because he happens upon the video and then sees him and yeah meets him for the first time. So yeah. I mean, I suppose that could have been changed for the movie. Like in that's true. In the comic, he could have like already known who he was. Right. And just been like, where the fuck did he go? Right, and right. Like, he went to the sheep farm. What the lock? What the fuck are you doing at the sheep right, farm? Right. Get back here! <laughs> it could have been something like that. It could have been. That yeah. could have been a pretty minor change if uh, yeah needed. But I would imagine Jessica would have had to have been a new character because yeah, and the the Millennium Queen would have had to have been new. I don't imagine. Her being a major character in the prior, st- like a prior story arc, right? Yeah, the 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 story arc that this is based on is called like Millennium Witch or something. Yeah. So it makes sense that she would be the the one of the new elements, right? And that's just from a narrative structure standpoint. Yeah. It feels like most of these characters would have been new. And that Locke would have been the only real returning one. Yeah. But well, maybe a sheep or two. Maybe a sheep or two. <laughs> definitely not the sheep that's born, though. Yeah. he That's he, a new guy. That, he was definitely new. But maybe the mother, you know. Did they give the sheep any names? I don't think so. I don't think so either. They gave, they gave the neighbor a name. I forget what his name was. But yeah. No, they did say, yeah. He had a name. I had to wait for Bob Cratchit or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I could see the sheep being in the previous story arc. I can, I can imagine the previous story arc ending with him going, fuck it, I'm going right. to get a sheep farm, and then showing him on the farm with some sheep. And then, yeah. and then we start up this movie, and he's on the farm with the sheep. So the sheep may may have carried over. <laughs> <laughs> Vital characters as they were, too. Right, right. Well, like, he might be in a, another another story with like a wool jacket or something (laughs) so then you know like oh he's still got the sheep you know he's he's got a new jacket (laughs) i don't know yeah it does have a lot of uh clothing changes going on in this movie yeah i don't know that i noticed any clothing changes always in something different somebody's always getting their clothes blown off by weird psychic blasts and there was that part where he he Gets there's like that fucking shuttle or yeah he's like in like this normal civilian clothes and then he hops on the rocket and it's like burns off his yeah he's got this jumpsuit on underneath that was fucking cool and then he gets in the fight and his jumpsuit gets ripped up to shreds so he gets a new thing yeah the next part and I don't know what he was doing with that because that that rocket or whatever the fuck it was was going straight down and then he jumps on the wing kneels down and just sort of like wills it to, <laughs> to like turn back up i don't yeah. know what it was but it, i i enjoyed that <laughs> yeah that <laughs> I thought was, it was that cool was, that was a very intense scene yeah of just like oh shit and then he's just like weird he's like blinking in and out of existence or yeah. something that it was, was like yeah it was crazy that was some crazy like clothes just getting shredded off and yeah yeah i liked the uh 
the star, I guess, that they were at at the end. Yeah. The the evil villain base was like orbiting this star. Yeah, yeah. There was just all these weird arcs of energy and crazy shit going on with that that looked really cool. Yeah, cool. Yes. That's pretty cool. I don't know. I mean, whenever... Because, like, I wasn't too... Gr- you know, I liked this movie all right. It wasn't great, but, you know, right. it was whatever. But uh, I, w- I got to say, like, almost every... Probably every time, but I don't know. Maybe I don't want to commit myself to every time. <laughs> but uh, whenever we talk about it, I always come away like, eh, that was, that was better than I thought. <laughs> I don't know if I just need the... Yeah. Sometimes, like, when I write reviews, it's like that where... I watch the movie and I'm just like, ah, fuck, what am I going to write about this movie? And then through writing, I come to some understanding and sort of right. like, ah, I don't know, that was a good movie. So yeah. this functions in that same way. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a good movie. I enjoy it. Even in its little slower moments. Yeah. Because And because I think the slower moments don't actually take that long in terms of actual time. Yeah. They maybe feel longer than they right. are, but... Because, like I said, there's a lot of crap that actually happens yeah, in this no, movie. It's, there is it's, a lot. <laughs> it's slow paced, but there's so much going on that it's also fast paced. It's, right. it's it's a part of this weird, like contradictory nature of this movie that it's like it's <laughs> it doesn't feel like it fits with itself, and yet at the same time, it all flows yeah. and never looks out of place. Like whenever it goes into the weird artistic form it never feels out of place with the rest of the movie no it doesn't feel out of place and it doesn't it doesn't even necessarily feel like uh it's out of the ordinary like like uh, how do i how do i explain what i'm thinking um like when they are heads superimposed in the sky like they look like normal heads super like well, it's, so, it's so weird yeah it's like this is I, a really weird image but it looks really normal at the same time yes but like i don't know how i'm trying to i don't know what i'm trying to say like i don't know how i'm to explain it like um at some level I feel like in this world they actually did become giant and they are kind of, you know, projecting something into space. Like, I uh, I know I'm not, like, making sense, but <laughs> there's something about this where, like, when it goes weird, like, it's almost like it's actually happening to them in the world. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, when the guy goes into a different art style. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, we see it from our understanding as, like, oh, it it's going abstract. But, like, th- I got some sort of a feeling that it wasn't just an interpretation of what they were doing with their minds. Like, it was things that were actually physically happening also. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Like, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It, it, well, it doesn't make sense, but it's as apt a description of what's going on like i kind of sometimes i get a feeling when i watch a ghibli film yeah that kind of disorients me because ghibli films like to this day i think are still using 
like they still look like 80s movies they yeah they, they, they have still a similar use style that still. same art style that they've been using yeah. since like before ghibli existed since <laughs> like nausicaa right. art style and so i'll see like a newer ghibli film and it's like this looks like a freaking 80s film yeah and at the same time i'll see like an old 80s ghibli film and they're so well animated yeah. that they don't feel like 80s films and okay. so there's this kind of this weird effect that I get with Ghibli films where I like I feel like I'm watching something old, yeah, and yet it's too well polished for the time period that it looks like it's from, right, right. And so it like it throws me off on judging time by you know because you can kind of judge a general era of where in a film is, yeah, usually just by the yeah, film quality and the colors, right, and, and yeah, no, and there are like like live action movies too that transcend their time where it's just like oh fuck this was made in the 40s it looks like a 70s movie like what like yeah and I, i'm not going to be able to pull out any examples but there are yeah, definitely like movies ghibli like ghibli is in general just ghibli films yeah. as a whole do that because they just they don't look like the era they're from yeah they are and, on their own level and that's not quite what i get from this movie but it has that similar like it it creates that similar disorientation of, yeah okay it's the closest thing i can think of as to what this movie makes me feel yeah and it's it's like a more intense version of that where it's just like some like this doesn't feel like itself <laughs> somehow <laughs> like it's yeah yeah like it's not like it's not itself i don't know what it like it's this weird right because because visually it just looks like it should be a TV show and that it's clearly much, much better quality than a TV show. Right. So it's it's just this weird feel to it that's hard yeah. to pin down. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a weird one in that one. And I, I was wondering if you would feel that too because I've... I definitely felt weird about it, yeah. Because I, I feel that way because I can... I've, I'm familiar enough with anime in general yeah. that it feels out of place in any kind of organization of anime I have in my head. Yeah. And so I would, you not being as familiar, I was... Uh, yeah, well, it seemed... I mean, it definitely seemed 80s to me, but at the same time, it seemed like on one hand it was like a TV show and then one hand it was definitely not a TV show. So I definitely felt that, right. that weird rift between <laughs> two halves of a movie that, like, the fuck yeah <laughs> this movie is weird and i think there's something else like usually when i watch an anime that has really uh abstract visuals yeah like utena or something like that like the entire movie has a feel to it that is unique to that movie yes like if you see utena it is utena it's obviously utena there's nothing yeah. else it could be no i was like, thinking about that movie while i was watching this and thinking how like that was stylistically cohesive where this movie is like jumping between the two and it doesn't seem like it's wrong but it also seems like it's wrong yeah and, and <laughs> so it's just it's it's a it's a weird weird thing yeah I, I, I like spent a good like hour after watching this movie like how the freaking hell do i even just describe yeah. what i'm feeling about it visually and stylistically and yeah because it feels like it's like yeah you, i think i think you got it just right like it feels like it's not cohesive and yet it feels like it is cohesive like right nothing feels it's like both it's yeah, weird nothing feels out of place when it transitions from normal to trippy it like 
Right. It looks like it belongs, even yeah. though it's totally different style and weirdness. And Yeah, and that's what I was going to say, too. This movie also uh, uses some live-action footage in the... Uh, when they show the TV with the snow at oh, the yeah, beginning, yeah. that's just a video of TV snow. And yeah, then later on with the yeah. fire. Yeah, there was some fire effect. There was yeah, a bunch was of just... fire that was superimposed over animation that was just straight up footage of fire. Yeah. And then when they cut away to a, a like a, a shot where Locke is in the shot and he's like looking out the window, mm-hmm. then it's animated fire. And so I'm sure it's just like a cost saving thing but it also like added to that cool like what the fuck like they're just mixing in all this other stuff yeah and once again it like it doesn't look wrong no no it looks fine yeah it was weird no it mixes in well there's also a little weird cg yeah there's yeah there was quite a few cg moments that i was just like oh look at that like when they show the uh, the millennium lady like her face i don't know if that was part cg or part not cg but there was like you couldn't really see it. It was very obscured at times. Yeah, yeah. And so a little it, hologram face. Yeah, yeah, so that looked CG, and there's like... That a, one I never felt was CG. It might have been, like, modified by CG. Okay. I feel like it was a drawing Yeah. that maybe had, like, a little wavy effect done over it. Oh, okay. There was just parts of it that just looked like... I don't know, man. That doesn't look yeah. like, like There was drawing. definitely a spaceship that they had going yeah, in the Yeah, there was that, that one was spaceship. To- obviously, yeah. like, that one was totally CG, but at the yeah. same time, like it didn't look wrong in a way like no it yeah it was weird it was it stood out but also it was fine (laughs) yeah it was just so weird yeah it's a weird thing this movie yeah very hard to pin it down yeah and part of me wants to say oh wow that was done really really well to make all of these disparate elements just flow yeah and then a part of me goes but do they flow i don't know like what? right yeah <laughs> like it, yeah i don't know that it's done well to bring them together or they just i don't know it's it's hard because it doesn't feel like they were just slapped together without cause or no it seems like they were put together on in a way with purpose but at the same time i don't know that it's uh, like a great representation of of art or anything like it's again yeah it's weird it's hard to describe usually when i get a film that's hit or miss it's like there are specific elements i can say this sucked but this was awesome right this one not so much like there's yeah no it's it's more kind of like nuanced yeah it's it's hard to pin down specifically what works and what doesn't yeah no and so i I like, like, I'm not crazy about the movie, but I like it that it is trying all these things. Instead, yeah, of, yeah. if it was just generic all the way through, it, yeah, fuck it, off. I don't want to watch that. Yeah, it would just be boring as shit. Yeah, but. But, but it's trying all this stuff and throwing in video and CG and I don't know. It's yeah, very it's, interesting. Yeah. So it I made mean, it fun. It is at least not just this generic junk fest of, yeah without, like it's clearly got something going on in there and you said there's other anime that are like this like um 
not in that kind of feel like this is totally unique, right. but more like in just the content and uh but like visual. superman kind of guy that's yeah immortal yeah, terra is or to terra or towards the terra i forget which freaking title it's goes yeah, by okay. at different times but <laughs> <laughs> one of i think things. that it's it's one where the manga and the anime got different titles oh okay but they're similar enough that i just get them confused in my head yeah because I think one was towards the Terra, and the other was just to Terra. Is it different English titles with the same Japanese title? I think so. That happens I, I a lot think, in kung fu movies. So I think like, what might have happened is the Japanese title was English, and one of oh, them just weird. directly okay. took it. But it's because it was Japanese people who didn't really know English, they kind of fucked up the grammar. Oh, and so okay. a, the... Different, uh, I think the manga actually just said, okay, we're actually going to make the title work in English. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. And so I think the movie was probably like toward the Terra, which just sounds weird. And then the manga was just to Terra, <laughs> which... Which also sounds weird. But it makes... I mean, I guess it makes Grammatically, sense. Grammatically, it, it functions a bit better. Right. In that, um, and that one has a lot of espers in it and... It's very similar in that the espers are like this group of people who are getting persecuted yeah. and they want to have their own right, home. Right. And so they find this super powerful esper who's better than all the others to lead them to safety. And so there, there's some similar. Hmm. Well, uh, okay. It's similar in a in a world setting kind of a way rather than a yeah. storytelling kind of a way. They have and capes. They do have capes. They have capes. And they, like, just visually, not in terms of the crazy weirdness going on, but in terms of, like, the way they dress and the way objects look and, you know, what sci-fi world is supposed to look like is kind of a, there's a similarity going on there. Yeah. Is it, like, the same era? Like, early 80s? Um, I think it might be a bit later. But I know that one is another one that, that, I guess, transcends its time because I think that one was specifically evoking a retro feel. Oh, okay. So I think it was a bit later, but it was trying to go back and use an older style. So it's that one is a weird one to throw timing-wise. Hmm. Okay. Um, as that occasionally happens where somebody will just be like, oh, I want to make this story. Yeah. And draw the Star Wars drawing from Flash Gordon, kind right? Of right. Thing. You know, it's it. It was one of those kind of things, and All so right. makes sense. And a half half of me wants to say that like Lock the Superman is like that as well, because this feels like a, a really old sci-fi visual style and yeah. stuff. And so I don't know. It, it's kind of, but yeah. Lock just throws me for a loop on everything anyway. I so. guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But. But yeah, there's another one, um, Cyborg 009. All right. That um, that one is definitely a rather modern one that is going back to this much older visual style. And it yeah. has a visual similarity in some ways to Toward Terra and Lock the Super. It has that kind of a similar uh-huh. vibe going on in its in the in the art style in the way the characters are drawn and the but that's the uh, simplicity of detail which is yeah that's a, definitely an <coughs> 80s thing yeah. for anime but it's uh cyborg 009 is it a james bond thing um <laughs> no <laughs> not quite although I, I guess you could cyborg spy 
He's not a spy, but he's he's got gadgets, and he's definitely got gadgets. All right, well. he's cyborg gadgets. Though. Cyborg gadgets. <clears throat> that one was. I saw a little bit of that one. That was a weird one, but. It was definitely uh, trying to be retro. <coughs> mm. Like uh, Gun Frontier. Gun Frontier. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. That was 2000-something, uh, and that, that was yeah, yeah. going back to that 70s like uh, Galaxy Express look. Right. And that was... And in that one, it's like it's specifically going to a, a artist-specific style. That You're taking true. one yeah, of the that's stories. True. Like, that's true. Like anything Tezuka, you can tell is Tezuka. Anything yeah. Leiji Matsumoto, you can tell is Leiji Matsumoto. And there's some artists that just have their very yeah. distinctive visual style. Or uh, your favorite guy, the the, the Dragon yeah, Ball yeah. guy. <laughs> Him as well. You can <laughs> definitely tell it's his shit. <laughs> Emphasis on shit coming from Steven there. <laughs> Well, I don't want to get down the Dragon Ball rabbit hole. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Anything else about this? Um, I, like I think I'm uh, lost and confused on it. But Lost and confused. I don't think I'm finding any new paths beyond what we've already explored. I ain't finding shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, watch it. Be equally confused. Yeah. Uh, maybe you'll enjoy it as well, though. Yeah, it's uh, it's got enough visual uniqueness to it that if you're, yeah, if you're fond of things that are just different, yeah, and this I'd is say different. <laughs> if you like X Men, <laughs> this has a lot of cool X Men shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like if you if you're fond of that whole superhero, yeah, kind of old school comic book kind of vibe. This is a, a very strange take on it that is yeah, got some good entertaining bits in it. It does indeed. If not 100%, it's still a good, yeah. I don't know, 80%, I don't know. 70%, yeah, I don't 80, know. I don't know, somewhere in there. I don't yeah, I don't know. I think the good definitely outweighs the bad for sure. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, I would say that after talking. I don't know that I would say that before. I would say it was kind of 50-50, I guess. But <laughs> but uh, I've come around. <laughs> In general, though, 100 out of... Uh, ratings out of 100? What do you feel about ratings out of 100? <laughs> like, if somebody rates a movie out of 100 and they're like, this one is a 78. Does that bother you? guess a little it's kind of I, mean, I guess it depends on how it's done it and if it's just me. if it's just like, like it. some guy going yeah i give it a 78 yeah like out of nowhere just like that's kind of weird but i could see it as an aggregate not ag no this yeah. is one person <laughs> one a one person giving a, a number out of a hundred and maybe explaining why like two points off for this and you know all that whatever and I, I could see it, the one other way I could see it functioning yeah, is if this guy, in his reviews, is breaking things down yeah. into, say, ten different parts. And each of those parts gets a one through ten rating. Right. And he just adds that all together at the end. And then he gets a number, right. Like, I could see that be, like, okay, there's some process that has just organically 
become this out of a hundred. Yeah. I could see that. I don't know that I would prefer that, but yeah. it wouldn't bug me in that case. But yeah, if some guy's just like, I give it a 78 out of a hundred, like what, what are you doing? Just give it an eight of 10. What are you doing? Like, right. <laughs> you know, it just but, bothers me. Cause I just, I don't know. It, ne- it never makes sense to me, even if they explain it. Yeah. I just see it a lot on the internet. Huh? The last couple of years, and I don't know. It just uh, it's like, what the fuck? I don't yeah, know. I mean, What's the difference between a seventy-eight and a seventy-seven? You know, like I mean, I guess if they explain it, it kind of makes sense. But in the broad sense of right. the actual rating, I mean, I does it fucking matter? Yeah, I mean, it, that seems yeah, it seems like it's it's breaking the value of the system. Yeah, because the value is like. I mean, if you really want to get down nitty gritty and go, okay, I've got like all these movies that I've given a seven of 10, I need to break them down in order of which of them is like, where does this movie sit in regards to the other sevens? Yeah. But do you really need to do that? And if you do, why aren't you just making a list in order of like, right sometimes of, I, i'll do that when i have to make a shaw brothers list where it's like okay i have all these movies that i rated three stars out of four but there's definitely like a hierarchy in them if i look at them like oh this movie is definitely better than this one and you know right. but they're still relatively the same yeah but i mean in terms of just an at a glance is the movie good is it okay is it great is right. it awesome you don't really need much more than that to, in, to throw yeah. it. When you're doing just a review for someone who's never seen the movie or might just want to know what you feel about the movie in right. general, like, I don't know. You don't really need to be breaking it down that's why, grittier than 10. That's why I use the four star. It's it, it was the original. It was what everybody used. Then five stars came, then 10 stars. And, you know, and then it broke down. But the, the, the basic was always four stars. Leonard Malton used it. Roger Ebert. Everybody used it. Four stars. I understand it. That's what I use. It, right. And so whenever I see a review and it's like 62, my first thought is, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, you know, I'm, you know, nothing against these people. But it just, I don't know, bothers me. Yeah, it's that's, one of those things. Yeah, it's just a little weird. I don't, I don't know. Just bugs me. Anyway, a little, uh, little side rant on my. Yeah, I would say the big, the biggest problem with uh, an out of ten system or an out of hundred system. Yeah. Is that, um, are you going by? Because generally those systems, you suddenly take it into like the school rating of 70% is a C. Yeah. And 80% is a B and 90% is an A. Yeah, you could do that. And so if you're doing that, then you're kind of like, why not just have a range between 50 and 100 or 5? And like you're suddenly because you're never going to use that low, lower half of it. Well, that's the that's the thing, too, like. Like, how much do you want to define the shittiness? <laughs> right. Most people, in general, don't watch movies that I consider to be in that lower range. So, like, like the full range of movies from the most low-budget piece of shit I made, Backyard Gamera, <laughs> to, like, the best movie ever, whatever the fuck you think that is, like... 
I would say the the majority of people are only watching movies within like the first four ranks of those for four or five maybe of that full ten spectrum, and then right. like every once in a while somebody will watch something that's just bad because of whatever, and they'll be like, "Holy shit, this is the worst movie I've ever seen," <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, but there's shit like way beyond that. Yeah, but it also. Like, with that out of 10 system, it kind of throws you because do you want to have a system where anything above 5 is good? Or do you want to have a system where anything above 7 is good? Like, right. And so you don't know what to expect as a reader going into that review. Yeah. Like, oh, he gave it a 5 of 10. Is he judging it on a system where, you know, the equivalent in the four-star system would be two stars, which is right. not a total piece of shit. Right. It's still watchable and okay, but if 5 out of 10, you immediately think, oh, that's a piece of shit. It needs to be a 7 to be equivalent to the 2-star. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. And I, so I it's always kinda... sort of reduce the fraction into, like, okay, that's 2 stars. But then I, I'll, sometimes I'll read the review, and it'll be a very negative review of 5 out of 10, and it doesn't make sense to me because it's like, well reduce that fraction it's two stars it's the same thing <laughs> yeah know? and that's what i mean like when when it turns into the 10 or yeah. 100 like it suddenly turns into the school system right where a seven is passing and below that is yeah. failing yeah and i don't and, like that for movies and that that throws you off on that scale because you you never know going into it what that writer or that reviewer right. is is taking it as the school version or as yeah. just a straight uh percentage run yeah um, I feel like you should use it as some kind of a percentage. I'm also, I, f I kind of don't like ratings for movies because I feel like art, you know, you can't judge art, man. You just, <laughs> you know, but like I have such a, you know, I'm a traditionalist. I want to keep the four stars alive. You know, I'm going right, to do right. it with my site. I'm, you know, I, I don't stay. see it a lot, honestly. Yeah. So, so I, I like using it, but, but uh, at some level I wouldn't, I, I, I kind of want to just <laughs> ditch all star ratings because I feel like, what's the fucking point? Right. Because everybody has their own uh, yeah understanding of it. But uh, I don't know. Fuck it. I keep the stars. I like the stars. Yeah. And, and you do run into those weird movies that defy classification. Yeah. There are mo movies that I just won't put a star rating on. <laughs> I don't remember. I... I don't remember what it was, the, the most recent one, but it was just like, eh, fuck it. I'm not <laughs> even going to bother with this. <laughs> I think I did it for Forbidden Zone. Have you ever seen Forbidden Zone? No, no, it's that one. That's a weird fucking movie. Um, it's a early 80s. It's a movie um, made by Richard Elfman's uh, brother of Danny Elfman. Mm. And it kind of defies classification it's it's uh it's like the quintessential cult movie that's <laughs> like you either love it or you hate it mm. and i kind of like it <laughs> like i don't know but i just it's not a thing that you can rate you it's just a right. thing it exists you watch it and you'll know if you like it or not like i can't i can't put it on any kind of scale right <laughs> hmm. It's weird. Uh, but it's kind of cool. Another one of these movies where they, like, built uh, 
a cave out of construction paper and like <laughs> shit in a I don't know that they did it in a garage but they I think they had a set actual set for that but but I know that the walls of the cave that they go into are are like made out of fucking construction paper and plastic bags and shit because <laughs> I I watched an interview or something anyway it's a it's kind of a cool movie um So anyway, on that, that the, on the rant note, <laughs> adios. Right, see ya. Musk.